Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning back into Refreshing the Soul podcast. This is your host, Shawanda. How is your soul doing? No, really. How is your soul doing? Are you at peace? Are you at rest? Have you even checked in with your soul today? I really want you to think about that right now. How am I doing? Am I good? Is my soul completely surrendered to God that no matter what, I have faith in him, I trust him, I'm at a peace with him? You know what I realized even about peace? Like the joy that we have comes from a place of peace. And a lot of times we just, we, we don't have that joy because we don't really have that peace in our soul. There's something still in our soul that is unsettling, that is not at rest. And so that's why the word says, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And when I don't have that joy, I don't have that strength. And we got to figure out what is not at peace within us. And sometimes the peace that we need is really to say, you know what, God, I heard someone say this yesterday. I'm not going to carry this anymore. <laughs> you, you said, I'm not, I'm not supposed to carry these burdens. I'm not going to carry it. I'm giving it to you. I remember a time when me and my kid's father, when we at first separated and we were co-parenting, when we first started out, it was a mess, you guys. It was ugly. But we tried our best to keep our kids out of it. And I just remember there was just certain things that used to irritate me that he would not do with the kids or or just, I was just having a lot of issues when it came to my kids and the way he parented. And I remember going to God and saying, God, you have to help me. Like, I need your help here. I need your help in how you want this to go. I was going to God about, God, you need to change. You need to change my kid's father. You need to change him. And God was just like, you know what? You're carrying in a burden that you're not supposed to carry. I got him. But we, let's deal with you. And I'm like, well, God, how can I release this burden fully and not care. Like, I care. I care about my kids. I care what happens to them. I care how they grow up. Like, how do I literally cast this over to you? And he said, I understand that you care about your kids. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a concern for them. I'm not saying that you shouldn't care about them for their well-being, you know, because he understands that there are people in our lives that are important to us. God understand there are situations that mean a lot to us. And his word does says that he will perfect the things that concerns us. 
But he said that I have to learn how to trust him with it. Even though what's in front of my eyes, I'm not, I'm not liking. I don't like how it feels. I have to trust him. We have to trust God's complete plan. You know, sometimes we're seeing just the portion or the small part of it. We're not seeing the all things work together yet. And I literally had to say, you know what? I love my kids, but I'm going to trust that God knows what's best. He knows what he is doing. And I'm going to let this go. I don't have to see my kid's father doing all the perfect and right things that I want him to do, but I'm just going to trust that God has a bigger and better plan than what I can see. And I'm going to be in it for the long haul. And I think that's what some of us right now, we need to say in our hearts and commit in our hearts that I'm not going to just focus on this portion the small piece of the puzzle that I see right now that I don't like, but I'm, I'm going to trust God for the long haul. I'm going to trust his complete plan is for the good. And that's where we can tap into that piece. And it's like, no, he got it. He has it. So whatever it is right now that you are maybe toiling with in your soul that is giving you unrest, I challenge you today to really drop it before God and say, you know what, God, I trust your complete plan and I'm going to choose to walk out this day trusting it's all going to work out. You're going to work it all together. I don't have to see the full picture. I don't have to see the full plan to know that you you know what's best and that it will work out. That is giving up control. When you are able to say, I don't have to see it all, but I trust you. I trust you, God. And so that is what we've been dealing with this whole month, refreshing the controlling soul. And I pray that this month you have been putting into practice and surrendering to God, you know, the things that you may have been like I said, toiling over the things you may be rest, have been wrestling with in your mind and constantly thinking and worrying about, wondering how and when, or even asking why. Like I have been, I have been silently asking God why, why for a few months. <laughs> you know, it'll get stronger in certain in certain times, but it's like, but God, why, why do you have me doing? A, B, and C all at the same time? (laughs) That has been my question. But I've learned how to surrender my why and say, you know what? I don't know why yet. And I may not know why for months, but I'm going to trust that God, he knows my soul so well that he knows this is what I need in this very season. I trust God that whatever it is on the other end of it, on the other side of it, I'm going to come out stronger. I'm going to come out wiser because I know that my life is in your hands and you're in control. You and you're in control. And so whatever that is, I pray you have been surrendering that and giving that up and really keeping it at the feet of God, like not picking it back up. We are so good at picking stuff back up. And yes, the thought may come back. 
the feeling may come back, but we have the authority to say, no, I gave this to God. I'm not thinking about this. I'm not worrying about this. I'm not spending another moment of my peace on this. So just a recap over the past few weeks, you know, the first week we talked about being honest. It was called Let Me. And we had to be honest about just the things that we have been saying or been doing where we're like, let me, let me do it. And whether it was in your relationships, your finances, whatever the things that you have been saying in your life or been doing that you know you you haven't fully let go of or really surrendered it to God or even heard what God had to say on it, just really come into an honest place. You know, we can't move forward or even renew our minds in a place or in an area in our life that we haven't even been honest in. I think that's why a lot of us stay in cycles because we we continue to honestly avoid the truth, avoid that this is the issue that I've been dealing with. And I really want to help you come to an honest place. So in that first episode, you know, I ask you some questions. I bring up some, you know, different topics for maybe you resonate with, but, or even just challenging and really just challenging you to go to God and talk to him about it and hear what he has to say, have him reveal to you the things that he wants you to let go of. But it's really about coming to an honest place of where I have been controlling. And then we talked about let go. Second episode of Refreshing the Controlling Soul, we talked about letting go and really just getting to the root of why do we feel like we have to be in control? And we came to a resolve that it's fear, you know, fear of what might happen when we are not in control, fear of what of what we don't know, of, you know, where could this go? Fear of not knowing all the dots and things falling through. And I believe that through that, there's this false peace that we have with knowing everything. And so it's really finding that route to, okay, why do I feel, why am I not able to take this leap of faith, knowing God has told me, what is keeping me from giving it my all? And sometimes it's because we don't know every dot. We don't know everything we're going to go through. We don't know how this is going to lay out. We don't know if we're going to be successful or not. You know, we don't know anything. And it could be that, it could be that fear. And God is, you know, he's the God where he doesn't tell us everything. He literally will give us one step at a time. Man makes their plans, but God, he orders their steps. And you know, so funny in my book, I talk about here, I got my book right here called Rest for the Soul. And I talk about how Jesus told the disciples to get into the boat and to go over to the other side. That was his only instruction. It was a partial instruction. He didn't say what would happen in the interim of them going to the other side. He didn't say why they were going to the other side. He didn't say what will happen or what they will see, what they will experience when they get to the other side or what was on the other side. He just said, go to the other side. They got in the boat. 
and they experienced a storm. And some of us right now, we we control the things that we do because we're fearing storms. We're fearing what's going to happen in the middle. We're fearing how long we're going to be there. And so that episode, I just really wanted to refresh that place of where we fear. Where we fear, is it fear? What is keeping you from allowing God to be in control of your life or from you surrendering to his control and just even coming to an honest place of that fear, like getting detail, what is what do you fear? And then in the third part of refreshing the soul, we talked about, does God have your heart? See, the very thing that casts out fear is what comes when God has your heart and it's love. Love casts out fear. So when God has our full heart, even in the face of fear, even in the face of unknowing, of an unknown place, because you love God, you trust him. And because you trust him, you're going to do that scary thing. You're going to do that thing that you're unsure of because you know that God loves you too much to keep you even in the middle. Even if something happens, even if there is a storm, even if I don't know where I'm going, I love God and I trust God. And so that comes with God having every room in our hearts, every room, you know, that I mentioned a song during that episode called Have My Heart is by Maverick City. And they say, you know, even the rooms you know, that I try to hide, you know, so I, I really encourage you to really seek God in the places that you haven't. Are there things that you still have not released and surrendered to God in your life? See, sometimes we want to be led by God in certain things, but we find a blockage or we find where we stop at a certain point of being led by him. Because fear is just, it's, it's greater, it's greater than the voice of God, it's greater than whatever the relationship we have developed for him. And the reason why is because there are still places you have not surrendered or allowed God to deal with in your life. The more I surrender to God, the more I open every room in my heart to him, meaning the places where I feel insecure even down to the places of, if I'm at my job and something has happened to disturb my soul, I give it to God. I go to God and talk to him about it. The more I do that, the more God shows his love for me, the more he gives me wisdom. Guess what? The more I, that is surrendering. That's surrendering. And even in that small incident, the more I can surrender when it comes to him taking charge of my life and telling me where to go, what to do, the podcast to start, the book to write. So does God have your heart? That's what that episode was about. And then the last episode from last week was chain of command. And so, yes, one way we can get through this fear and allowing God to be in control is through having that love for him, developing that relationship with him. But last week, I also talked about prayer. It comes with prayer. Jesus prayed often. He removed himself away from the crowd often to pray 
to commune with the Father. He was in such an awareness of the chain of command. God was his authority. He belonged to him. He did not belong to the people. We don't belong to our calling. We don't belong to our kids. We don't belong to our job. We don't belong to the school that we go to, the church building that you go to. We belong to God. We have to seek him. We have to seek him daily. And when we, we're in prayer with God, when we're talking and listening, because it's a dialogue, it's not just about you, you know, just spilling everything you want to want to God. You know, it's also about taking that time to hear from him. You know, this morning I was doing that and something came up in my spirit of what someone else said. They said, well, I don't hear him. I, when I pray, I, I'll, I'm quiet, but I don't hear him. And I want to tell you today, if that's you and you pray to, you pray to God and you do try to be silent and you try to be still to hear him and you don't hear him, that's okay. God speaks in several ways. It's just being sensitive to his voice. His voice can come through scripture when you're reading his word, when you're reading where your devotion, God may speak to you through that. God will speak to you through people. There are times my kids have said things to me and I knew it was God. <laughs> I knew it was God. They didn't know. They didn't even know what they were saying. They were like, Mom, I why did I say that? I'm like, it's God. He telling me something, you know, something that just hit their minds. And they're like, Mom, what about this? Da, 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 da. I'm like, hmm, I know that's God. <laughs> I know that's God. It just gave them the thought to speak to me. So yes, prayer is a dialogue. We speak to God. He speaks to us. But don't get caught up if you're like, I don't hear this voice. I don't hear. Listen, it's a still small voice that we hear within our spirit, right? But that's not the only way that God speaks to us. God speaks to us in several ways. But are we going to be open enough to hear what he's saying? When you open yourself up to prayer, that is surrenderance. That is coming to him saying, God, I know that you do not put me here on this earth to live life on my own, like I know it all, like I got it all. I'm coming to you because one, I love you. I'm praising you for where I'm at, what you have done in my life, but I'm also seeking you for wisdom. I'm seeking you for your strength. I'm seeking you for something. We are not only the mothers, the fathers, the students, the teachers, the lawyers, the mechanics. We're, we're, not, business, we're not just business owners. We are children of God first. Take your identity and shift it to who you are in God first. I am his child. When something comes up, I have a father that I can run to. You have a father that you can run to. Know the chain of command. He is the commander in chief. You go to him for your orders so you can go back out and be who God has called you to be. And so this, so let's get into this, this week and it's not going to be long. I really want to re recap what we've been going over through the past few weeks, but you know, recently it was so funny. I was driving, I think it was yesterday I was driving and this guy pulled out, he pulled out of someplace, he was, but he was driving the opposite way of the way the traffic was going. 
There was no traffic, but he so he got out there and drove the opposite way because he wanted to avoid going the right way. So he didn't have to make a U-turn and come back. So he was like, hey, there's no traffic. I'm going to just drive the, drive the wrong way. And I'm in the car with my kids and I'm watching this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this guy boldly disobeyed the law. I, li- I said that. I was like, oh my God, this guy just boldly disobeyed the law. And I promise you guys, as the words were coming out of my mouth at the same time, I was thinking, and we boldly disobey God. Some of us, we boldly will disobey God. When we know, I'm talking to those, when we know God has told us to do something and we literally would will pull a Jonah and do the opposite. We'll go in the opposite direction. And the reason I said that is because it kind of happened to me recently. And I, I, I don't want to say, sometimes your slow obedience is like disobedience. Okay, I mean, Joe got around to obeying God, but he still disobeyed God. Like he didn't, he didn't do it when God told him to do it. And I get we're growing, we're progressing. There are things that we we fear. There are things that's going on in our soul that is like, okay, God is just taking me some time to get there. And God understands that. I know He does. And I had an incident like that recently where God wanted me to have this uncomfortable conversation. And I knew he told me to do it. And I didn't want to, I I didn't want to do it, but I made up in mind I was going to do it. Now, when I was like, Lord, you got to give me the right time. Like I got to know the right time. And when the time came, I didn't take it. I didn't do it. And I tried to make an excuse for it. I tried to I try to say, well, maybe that wasn't the right time. God, you know, he he's going to have to just show me, you know, and we can make excuses for our disobedience. But I have to be honest, it was fear. Again, going back to that root, that fear and not really realizing it. That is when I'm not allowing God to be in control because of something that is uncomfortable. Again, I'm not saying that God he doesn't understand or he doesn't you know know our souls enough to know the things that we're going through and what we're dealing with but that is why god tells us to do the things that he tells us to do it's not just for the people it's for us it's for our souls it's for what he's trying to show and reveal to us what's going on there and it's for us to see okay what needs to be grown what needs to be developed in me? What needs to be taken out? You know, even the interesting thing about Jonah, God, you know, he calls him to go and speak to the, the people of Nineveh. But even after Jonah is obedient, and he does that. God sits with Jonah. And at the end, that chapter did not end when he did what God told him to do. It ended with God dealing with him in his soul of why he did not do what he told him to do. What was the trigger? What happened? What caused you not to be obedient in that area? And see, this is why you have to have that love for God. When you have that love for God, yes, you're going to be obedient. So when something comes up that is slowing your obedience, that's causing you to like, "Eh," you got a question. Okay, what is that? And I had to question that. I had to question why. I mean, 
it was an uncomfortable conversation, but it's like, why is this uncomfortable? What is this, Shawanda? What is going on in your soul? And whatever it is, you got to deal with it. And then you got to be, you got to be obedient to God. And I was, I was obedient to God, had the conversation and felt so much better afterwards. I mean, a weight lifted off of my chest. And I don't want to be one of the people who say, you know, be obedient, you know, just do what God says, read his word and do what he says and just diminish or, or act like we don't have feelings or, and act like we don't have fears to keep us from doing the thing that we know we're supposed to do. They're very real. They're very real. And sometimes it may take you some time to get there, but get there, get there. God is, he's safe. He's safe. And, and that's one, one of the things that helped me was I had to meditate on the scripture, Psalms 62 and five. And it talks about, let, it says, let everything in me wait quietly before God, you know, because my hope is in him. And it's 62, I think five through eight. And it also talks about how God is our fortress, our refuge, and our victory and our honor come from him alone. And having meditated on that and believing I am safe. So even in the uncomfortable things that we have to do, getting it in your soul of who God is and who you are in him, I'm safe in him, I'm protected in him, then his way is safe. So even though this feels uncomfortable, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to do this because you're my fortress. That's what I had to keep rehearsing and speaking back to myself. So what I want to say too is that sometimes I believe that we control and have to have things our way because our way is safe to us. Our way is safe to us, but also our way keeps us in a place where we are not growing, where we are stunted. There's only so high that we can go. And God is trying to push us past where we're at. God knows what he has for you. He knows who he is molding you to be. And it requires you going through some uncomfortable things. It requires you being obedient to a path that would not be your first option. And I I hear today that God has been telling you to forgive someone. He's been telling you to forgive and you have been disobedient and you don't, you don't want to let it go. You want to go your own way. You want to go the way of, I'm just going to avoid this. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to do it on my own terms. It's a process. That's what we say. It's a process. And it is. Forgiveness is definitely, it's not, we can quickly forgive, but we have to make sure our soul is really letting that thing go. And that part may take some time. And sometimes the forgiveness is not even forgiving that person. You probably need to forgive yourself. You probably need to forgive yourself. We could be projecting it on the other person, but really, Maybe you have not let yourself go. When I got a divorce, I forgave my ex-husband. I made up in my mind that I was letting go of everything that he had done. 
But what kept me up at night was the fact that I remained for so long. And I'm not giving anyone permission and saying that you should go and divorce and, you know, none of that. But I'm just telling you whether you have been in a relationship or been through anything where you are seeing yourself and you're seeing what you have done to contribute or to allow yourself the turmoil, the headache, or the thing that you're going through, and maybe you're beating yourself up over it, you got to forgive yourself. You got to let yourself go. Because if, you, if you're not forgiving yourself, then you're not going to properly forgive others. Extend grace to yourself today. God is saying, forgive. And I don't want to assume that it's for another person. It could even be for you. I would get up every morning and say, I forgive you, Shawanda. You made a mistake, but you're learning and you're growing and you're going to get past this. Like every morning, I'm like, I'm getting up in the mirror and I'm looking at myself in the mirror saying, I forgive you. And so maybe someone needs to forgive themselves and let themselves go today. So maybe just take a moment after this, go stand in the mirror and say, I forgive myself. I'm going to let myself go. And do that daily until you're able to sleep at night, until you're able to to feel a release in your soul where you can have that peace again, that joy again. Ask God to help you to forgive Ask God to help you, the things that maybe you can do, the things that you can put in practice to help you move past the place that you are. For me, it was, you know, getting in front of the mirror and saying it out loud. For you, maybe it's something different. So I just want to encourage you to be obedient to God. That is how we give up control, by being obedient to Him. But we be, we're obedient because, one, we prayed And we've heard what he's telling us. We've gone to him. We've opened our heart to him. We've sought him. We've allowed him to speak into our lives. And maybe right now God is speaking to you. We're also obedient because we love God. We trust him. We have given him our heart. And we're practicing more and more each day how to give him every room in our souls. It is practice. It is a daily thing. Do not beat yourself up for where you're not. Look at how far you have come and continue to keep moving forward. Continue to decide that I'm going to give up whatever I have that I'm holding on to. And I believe God will bless your soul. He will give you the strength and grace to do it. He will give you the wisdom on how to do it. I pray that this podcast is guiding you in that direction, guiding you to hear more and more from God daily, to seek him, to love on him, to be loved, and to be obedient. Okay, so let's end with our confessions for the controlling soul. Repeat after me. I choose not to worry about anything, but instead to come to you about everything. I will experience peace for my life, which is far more than anything I can understand. God's peace will guard my heart and mind, not what I can control. 
I will not trust what I can understand or figure out, but I choose to lean on you. I will be still, seek you first, and trust that you are in control. I will not fear the unknown of tomorrow. I choose to trust the God of timing, the God of tomorrow. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.